Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Radically Loved, the podcast. In case you didn't know, I'm here with uh, Tessa. Hey, hello. Tess, we got some great feedback uh, from the interview you did with Linda Sparrow on Friday. Oh, fun. Cool. Yeah, she was such a blast to talk to and so knowledgeable. So I'm happy people are enjoying it. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. uh, My pleasure. So we are doing a special series for the next uh, couple months. Oh, sorry, guys. We're doing a, a special series for the next couple of months called Wisdom Wednesdays. Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, like, we should do that again. Wisdom, Wisdom Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Yes. <laughs> and what we're going to be doing during this segment is we want to be producing two podcasts a week. So because Tessa and I have had these conversations before, and we have such incredible guests. We didn't want to, you know, do the Joe Rogan thing, give you like a three hour episode. Although some of you guys may enjoy it. I thought let's break this up and just do wisdom Wednesdays instead. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. And here's the way that it's going to work. Tess and I are going to bring a piece of literature or literature uh an entry a poem just some sort of entry that we resonated with that we've read in the past or something that we recently read that was the catalyst to having a deeper thought or a deeper uh inquiring deeper within so that's the whole idea when i think about wisdom i think about experience and i think about um growth i think about transformation and so I believe it's the opposition of being reactive. Wisdom is coming from a place of knowing and a place of deep knowledge. And so Mm -hmm. it's something that for me resonates profoundly with everything that I do with the study of yoga, with being a teacher, with just being somebody that has a history of, of trauma and, um, growing up in a very chaotic environment. So it's something that, uh, that absolutely resonates with me. And it's really one of the reasons why I started the podcast. So mm-hmm. what about you, Tessa? What's, what's more most exciting for you to have these conversations? Oh, it's, it's sharing the things that really move me. And usually it's the things that move me to tears or laughter or some sort of profound, um, knowing like, you know, it's, it's basically what you're saying, but it's like, I'll be sitting there reading something. Usually it's in the early morning or in the late evening. And I'm like, Oh my God, I have to write that down. I have to highlight it. I have to, 
text it to my friend. I have to take a picture of it. I have to really like know this thing. So to have this platform to share these gems with people that it might be helpful to is just such a, it's so exciting for me. I can't wait to share today's wisdom <gasps> <Yes>. tidbit. <laughs> and so the way that we'll do it is I'll share first and then we will have a discussion and then we will invite you to inquire within. I'll ask a question and then Tessa will share and then we'll have a conversation and mm-hmm. kind of see where it goes. So this is a beta tester for Wisdom Wednesdays. Now you know what the intention was and that's really as far as we have gotten. So you're all along for the journey. And my entry that I'm reading from today is from the Book of Awakening, which you know is uh, one of mine and Tessa's most favorite so good books. Yes. And one entry that I read particularly earlier this year in February really resonated. It left a pretty deep impression in one that I still think about today. And I thought that it would be cool to share. Mm. Yeah, this is from the Book of Awakening. It's uh, on page 52. It's the date on here is February 13th. And it says, what is not expressed is depressed. It seems the more we express, that is, bring out what is in, the more alive we are. The more we give voice to our pain in living, the less buildup we have between our soul and our way in the world. However, the more we depress, the more we push down and keep in, the smaller we become. The more we stuff between our heart and our daily experience, the more we have to work through to feel life directly. Our unexpressed life can become a callus we carry around and manicure, but never remove. Experience can, in effect, lose its essential tenderness and poignancy as we mistakenly conclude that life is losing its meaning. To a man unaware of the cataracts filming his eyes, the world seems dimmer, not his seeing. How often do we find the world less stimulating, unaware that our heart is diminished because of its encasement in all that remains unexpressed? Mm. Wow, that's so good. Right? (sighs) Thank you, Mark Nepo. I mean, he really knows his stuff. He sure does. Yeah. So that is, uh, there's more to, to that entry, but Mm -hmm. I think what was most poignant for me in that was how everything is in constant motion. And if you're not moving it towards transformation, it's only going to continue to inwardly grow. You know, what is not being brought to light is going to dwell in the darkness and, there are moments and seasons in time where I think it's absolutely important to go in and really just give yourself the space that you need. Maybe you're going through something really difficult. Maybe you're going through heartbreak or loss or something that's going to require you to be still, to go into the cave. But there is a point where that needs to be interrupted and you need to move your body and go into the light and begin the process of healing and the process of transformation. So Mm -hmm. how does this resonate with you? 
Oh my God. In, in all of the ways. And it's actually kind of similar to the little gem that I'm going to share. So I find this very serendipitous, much like our twinning glasses and yes, shirts. twinning and shirts. <laughs> we didn't literally the same person, <laughs> same person. Oh, I love that. Um, no, I, I love the serendipity of it. And I, and I think that, so I love that you're calling out or reminding us that um, there will be times where you dwell in that place of like you go inward and you kind of, kind of like the, um, the lobster who grows and grows and grows in its particular shell until that he outgrows that shell. And then he literally has to break out of the shell in order to form a new shell. So there's a gestation period that we have to go through, right? That all of these phases are important and they're essential, but I think it's the, how do we know when we've gotten stuck or when we've become stagnant or when we need that little extra push or like a gentle nudge? How do we know? It just seems like there's a fine line, right? Yeah. Between being, allowing your feelings, allowing that darkness, sitting with the shadow and moving through transformation. So that's what it makes me think of. And I always wonder like, well, how long is this phase supposed to last? <laughs> Right. You know, I feel like I've asked you that before. Yeah. <laughs> How long do I sit with this? Um, and nobody really has the answer, but, but us, right. So we have to go yeah. through it. And well, I think that that's so much a part of our conditioning to the facade of life, the mm -hmm. sort of identity that we have to show the world that superficial layer of, oh, I have to make everybody think that I am doing all the right things and have everything together. But inside we are struggling or we're feeling the pang of that outer shell breaking open. Um, you know, I had this conversation with a, a colleague recently where we were talking about the differences between humans and animals and how animals can, or children for that matter, how they can just so unapologetically express joy and excitement mm -hmm. and love. And the minute that we become conditioned by life, we, we sort of diminish that enthusiasm. We become more collected, more proper, more, mm -hmm. um, you know, we have manners and it's like, oh, I can't yell out how excited I am because somebody might get scared or something. <laughs> I can't just belt out in a song because people <laughs> might think I'm crazy, you know, yeah. that kind of thing where it's now unacceptable for you to actually express. And I feel that that is one of the biggest issues in our society is that what is not expressed is depressed. If we think about mm -hmm. the highest rate of mental health issues that are happening are in teenagers. And if you think about it, teenagers are the ones that their expression most oftentimes is being stifled. Mm -hmm. They are being um, subdued, so to speak, because they are taught, oh, you have to follow these rules. You have to pick from these colleges. You have to pick from the, the choices on this list. You have to be and act a certain way. You have to uh, acquiesce to the desires of your parents. Um, so it begins to train us at a young age that we have to be and act a certain way in the world. And I'm not saying mm -hmm. 
-hmm. we have to be like Lord of the flies and have everybody just be crazy. I mean, that's fine if that's what you want to live in, but I feel like there is that fine line just going back to what you were saying, where you can have the experience of change and, and that growth spurt, being able to express how you feel and, and your own words and your own experience, but also being able to relate to others and be able to connect to others. Because if you don't, then all of that energy is just being like, it's being stifled within yourself. Right. Right. And it's like, so I think about it from the perspective of like the cycle of switching from parasympathetic to sympathetic nervous system in that when an alarm bell goes off, you turn sympathetic nervous system on, right? You're in fight or flight. You have to have a way to turn it off. Like you have to have some sort of tool to realize, okay, I'm not being chased by a lion. I'm not um, you know, in danger of dying or being seriously harmed and be able to turn that alarm bell off. But you also have to be able to go all the way through that cycle of fight, flight, freeze, and then soothe, rest and digest. So if you're stifling yourself before you even get to like the, the apex of that, and not moving all the way through the cycle, then we see like that um, constant background noise of anxiety. And mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of teenagers get stuck because they haven't quite acquired the tools yet necessarily to move all the way through the cycle or, right. and, or learn how to self self. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is we don't, I was just talking about this with, with Rod that we don't give ourselves this, we don't give ourselves the space to do it. We don't give anybody the space to do it because we're constantly taking information in. We've got video games, we've got social media, we've got television, we've got Mm -hmm. all these demands. And so when do we ever give ourselves the opportunity to find that spaciousness where we can then process those things or we can be bored and allow new ideas to come in, or we can give ourselves the winding down time that we need in order to feel our most grounded. And from that point, grow the feeling of full expression. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I think it's so, it's such a fascinating thing. And by the way, neither Tessa or I are qualified psychotherapists. So please remember, remember that. Um, (laughs) These are just two individuals speaking from experience. Um, How is that? How does that show up in your life? Have you ever had an experience where you, instead of expressing you, you depressed it and what, what was that like? Well, so I, um, I think I learned early on that anger is not an okay emotion to express. And to an extent, there's some, sir, there's some validity to that. Like I understand how I learned that message, but anger is a tool, just like every emotion is a tool that is, is useful in times when it is needed. So I learned to stifle my anger. And so when I need to use my anger tool, I don't know how to use it appropriately. So it's kind of like if you're sharp, if you have a sharp knife, right? Like you want to use it to cut your tomatoes, but you don't want to cut your hand off, right? I think of anger in the same way that 
I don't really know how to use my, my knife correctly when I need it to turn on. So I stifle it often. And what does that turn into? It turns into like passive aggressive behavior. It turns into resentment. And, um, and so like, I could probably give you examples from my daily life where I do that. (laughs) Um, and and how do, how am I moving through that? How am I working with it? Well, I'm, I'm starting to become aware of what happens in my physical body from a somatic standpoint, when I'm not expressing my anger, when I'm not telling myself that it is okay to have anger right now. Um, and that shows up like uh, tightness in my jaw, my neck hurts, my shoulders, you know, these are different signs of stress as well. So there's another fine line, right? But um but it, for me, it's about learning how to use my emotions as tools appropriately in the right time and place. Yes, that's great. I'm going to fin- just, that's so apropos to the last paragraph of this entry. It says, whatever your own example, it seems our authenticity is tied to what is depressed and what is expressed. Just as flowers need healthy root systems in order to blossom, feelings can only express their beauty when they are rooted cleanly within us, breaking ground in some manner, sprouting outside of us. It is that delicate paradoxical inch of ground between surface and deep, between flower and root, between what is allowed out and what is allowed in that continually determines whether we are living our lives or not. Mm. Yeah. So Mm. I think that one of the questions that I want to leave all of you that are listening to this is to see if you can treat whatever issue you're dealing with right now that is not being expressed. Can you go into it and see if you can give it voice. Maybe if it's something that you feel like you can't fully express with your voice right now, maybe it's something that you write. Maybe it's something that you voice note memo to yourself. Maybe it's something that you can paint or draw or sing, but see if there is a way to express it that maybe right now doesn't feel like it's something that you can create words around. So that's the invitation. Mm, that's great thank you yes this episode is brought to you by ancient nutrition you don't have to scroll down too far on your feed to see all the stories of people talking about the effects of collagen and collagen in this and collagen in that it's all the rage but what i found was that it's actually way more than just hype When I had Dr. Axe on the podcast a few weeks ago, we ended up having this big conversation after we concluded. And we were talking about all of the benefits of collagen and how important it was to transform your health and how it helps sharpen your mind and it makes you feel your best. Obviously, he's extremely passionate about what he does since he is one of the creators of Ancient Nutrition. I've actually been using Ancient Nutrition for many years now and all of their products are made from the highest quality ingredients and are rigorously and repeatedly tested for purity, something that a lot of supplement companies don't do. 
Their best-selling multi-collagen protein powder includes five types of collagen. This is something that I learned in my conversation with him and his new book. It is the first and only collagen on the market with clinically studied ingredients proven to help reduce joint discomfort as early as day one. It improves fine lines and wrinkles after about four weeks, and it transforms your overall skin tone after about eight. It's unflavored and dissolves in any liquid, so you can put a scoop in your morning coffee or you can do what I do and put it in your morning smoothie. Right now, Ancient Nutrition is offering 20% off of your first order when you go to ancientnutrition.com and enter the promo code LOVED at checkout. That's ancientnutrition.com, enter promo code LOVED for 20% off of your first order. ancientnutrition.com, promo code LOVED. A special thanks to Ancient Nutrition for sponsoring this show. If you want to get healthier, one of the best things you can do is get seven hours of quality sleep every night. I know it's very hard to do that because your mind keeps you awake and maybe you're uncomfortable or you wake up too early and then it's hard to fall back asleep again. There are a hundred reasons why you can't get seven hours of quality sleep every night. But listen, because your body heals itself when you're sleeping, if you're not getting enough quality sleep, you might be increasing your risk for disease. So an easy way to get good quality sleep every night is to make sure you're getting enough magnesium. Believe it or not, around 75% of people don't have enough of it. This helps explain why so many people have sleep problems. But do not run to the store to buy your first magnesium supplement. Most magnesium supplements use only two of the cheapest synthetic forms. And since they're not full spectrum, they won't fix your magnesium deficiency or help you sleep better. There are actually seven unique forms of magnesium and you must get all of them if you want to experience its calming, sleep-enhancing effects. That's why I recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed and you'll be amazed at how much better you sleep. Notice how well-rested you are when you wake up and it really allows the day to flow by in a more enjoyable way. And for an exclusive offer to all of my listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com forward slash radically loved and use code radically loved 10 during checkout to save 10% off. Go to magbreakthrough.com forward slash radically loved. And don't forget to use the code radically loved 10 so you can get 10% off of any order. And a special thanks to Bioptimizers for sponsoring this show. This episode is brought to you by Thrive Market. If you've been a longtime listener of the show, you know that I've been using Thrive Market for years. We've even had Gunnar Lovelace on the show. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. They have the highest quality, healthy, and sustainable products and the best selection online. You can buy thousands of wholesome food, home, and beauty products curated just for you. So it really creates it simple for you to get the things that you want and even discover some things that you didn't know you would like. Like the brand Lesser Evil that has grain-free paleo puffs with no cheese cheesiness. And I am addicted. Look, you guys know that I've been writing this book for, it feels like a year. It's not been completely a year, but it might be here in the next couple of months. I've been really busy just trying to balance everything, teaching classes online, being able to stay up to date with the podcast, and having things delivered to my door has been so incredibly helpful 
not only that, but I know that by supporting Thrive Market, I'm supporting my community. They also focus hugely on supporting female-owned businesses. You can personalize your grocery store to just focus on BIPOC businesses and brands. It's super easy to get started and find exactly what you're looking for. There are two different membership options to suit your lifestyle. The first one is one month membership for $9.95 a month or a 12 month membership for $5 a month billed at $59.95. So we're excited to announce that Thrive Market has a new offer for all of our listeners. If you join today, you'll get $20 off your first order plus a free gift. All you have to do is go to thrivemarket.com forward slash radically loved. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com forward slash radically loved to get 25% off of your first order and a free gift. Thank you, Thrive Market, for being a supporter of Radically Loved Radio. Your turn. <sighs> okay. Wisdom so, Wednesday. Wisdom Wednesday Tess. <laughs> I love this so much. So one of my favorite, I um, I think we've talked about this before, but I love poetry. I've written a book of poetry. Yes, and she has. Yes. Books of poetry. Um, one of my inspirations is Khalil Gibran. This book is so special to me. It's called The Prophet. Um, and I have read it cover to cover several times. It was gifted to me by my father, who also inspired me to write um, poetry. And he's also a lover of poems. And the story behind this particular book, The Prophet, is my grandma was on her deathbed and my dad was there with her. And as she passed on into the next world, he was reading to her from this book. So it's really special to me for so many reasons, and that is one of them. Mm. <laughs> so the particular passage I want to read to you is about joy and sorrow, which we're kind of already on that yes. thread. <laughs> so it is, your joy is your sorrow unmasked. And the self-same well from which your laughter rises was oftentimes filled with your tears. And how else can it be? The deeper the sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. Is not the cup that holds your wine the very cup that was burned in the potter's oven? And is not the lute that soothes your spirit the very wood that was hollowed with knives? When you are joyous, Look deep into your heart and you shall find it is only that which has given you sorrow that is giving you joy. When you are sorrowful, look again in your heart and you shall see that in truth you are weeping for that which was your delight. Some of you say joy is greater than sorrow and others say nay, sorrow is the greater. But I say unto you, they are inseparable. Together they come, and when one sits alone with you at your board, remember that the other is asleep upon your bed. Mm. And wow. that isn't, it's, it's not the full passage, it's an excerpt, but um, uh, that one just every time I read it, it hits me so, so hard. And um, it speaks to the, the balance that we're talking about of uh, allowing your emotions uh, and emotions as you know, like I was just saying, as uh, things that are helpful for you, things that are um, uncovering what is on under the line of awareness, what is in your unconscious. And 
we tend to think about happiness and joy and, you know, good feelings as, as these ideals that we need to reach for, right? But in this, what, I've, what I'm taking from Khalil Gibran's words is, is that sorrow and um, sadness is equally valuable. And so how can we find the balance between the two? How can we um, revere the two um, so that we're not suppressing one or the other or valuing one over the other? Um, so, yeah. so what is the question? I mean, I guess the question is, do you find balance in your life around joy and sorrow? How, do, how does that sit with you? What does that look like in your life? Is that the question to the listener? Well, I'm asking you, but also oh, 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 yes. as, as listeners yes. are listening. Yeah, no, I, I think it's so, I mean, it's so, such a deep and profound question. I mean, that I feel is the goal. That's the aim of why we do what we do. That's the whole aim of life is to achieve that balance, to be able to hold both equally. And I mean, I, I go into the Buddhist mentality for it, where you must not celebrate you. I mean, not, not celebrate, but don't buy into your praise and you won't buy into your criticism. Right. So it's hard to say, Oh, I don't, I want to remain, um, neutral in my joy so that I can remain neutral in my sorrow. That's, I mean, okay, that, that could be a goal for some people, but for me, because I'm such an extremist and I love the study of Tantra and it's really about the fullness of everything. I want to be fully present for the full experience. And so it's a dance just like everything else. It's the dance of impermanence. It's the dance of change. And it's really a true test to the resilience that we have within us that we can move through sorrow, that we can survive it, that we can move through it. And we know that experiencing joy is, is also a delight and a sweet experience. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a difficult thing to, to try and toe the line between one and the other, because one wouldn't exist without the other. If I didn't feel the joy of having people in my life, then I wouldn't feel the pain of them not being there, you know, exactly. not having them. Right. So yeah, that's interesting. It's one of the conversations that I had with uh, Nikki Cuthbertson, actually, who will be a guest on the podcast here in the next two weeks. She's a doggy psychic and she is an intuitive. She's amazing. And we were having this conversation about Chucky and her role in my life and in our lives. And the sorrow that I experienced with that loss was all consuming and it was crippling mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And to have something so beloved and something so precious and something so just pure of love and light be taken all I can do or all I was able to do at that time was just focus on the loss and focus on the 
the gaping wound that my heart felt every day, not having her, Mm -hmm. um, instead of focusing on the love and the light and the joy and the happiness and the silliness and the, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like the just grandeur that that little five pound dog brought to our house. I mean, it, it took over our entire atmosphere. I mean, she was just so bigger than, than life and focusing on that instead that it's even talking about it. Now I feel it it's present as well. Mm -hmm. Right. If I sit here and tell you about how my heart hurts and how much pain I went through, am going through, I feel it right now, but I can also feel the joy and the laughter and the playfulness that she brought into my life. And so really at this point in my journey, and maybe people who have experienced loss can relate to this sort of um, paradoxical equation of joy and sorrow is that we can direct our energy in a conscious and awake way. Um, I think the big issue is just finding that balance, not to say this isn't spiritual bypassing, because some people can say, oh, okay, I feel the pain, but it's just, it's, um, somebody said a couple of days after this happened, sent an unsolicited direct message on Instagram saying, um, you know, like that, if I really do believe in God, then I know that she is in a better place and she served her purpose. And the lesson here is to let go. And it's like, Hmm. okay, I, I can intellectually, I can see how somebody would say that the first thing is I, I didn't ask her anybody's advice (laughs) and I, and that's fine that people feel compelled to do that. I have a very, um, a very specific relationship with advice on social media. I'm like, unless I'm asking for it, I don't know that I, I mean, if you want to give it, that's fine, but you run the risk of it being taken the wrong way, you know? And, and to me, and this is purely my novice young soul self, I just rather not do it unless somebody's asking me for it. And maybe that's also because my training, because I do this for a living. So I know not to just solicit advice because you meet people where they are. So going back to this comment that this person made, it's like, yes, it does make sense. And intellectually, I can see that. However, when you are in the midst of that intensity of emotion, it almost feels like somebody's telling you to hurry up, Mm. to hurry up and go through the sorrow, hurry up and go through Mm. the pain, or they want to speed it up for you because maybe they care for you and maybe they feel for you and they want you to not feel bad. So they feel that by giving you this remedy that you may find some solace in it. And for some people, it might help. For me, it did not. Uh, It had the adverse effect. It made me irritated. And um, then it made me realize, oh, maybe I just need to not be on social media for a couple of days or a while. I just don't necessarily think that I need somebody telling me to not be sad. I think that was kind of part of the key. It's like, don't be sad because she's in a better place. And it's like, she is in a better place and I can be sad as well Mm -hmm. um, because I'm a human. And unless I'm an enlightened yogi, like maybe this person thinks they are, 
um, I'm being passive aggressive right now. And that's okay too. Uh, you know, like that, I think that it's very important for us. I'm not saying tiptoe around people, but just be conscious of people, be empathetic, be kind. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we utilize those same tools towards ourselves, when we are going through this transition between loss and joy, we can find deeper meaning and we can maybe have a more uh, fuller experience of mm-hmm. our joy and our sorrow. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I know what it's like to want to hit the fast forward button. I know what it's like to want things to go by quickly, but I'll say this again. And this is from the conversation I had with Henry just last week, mm-hmm. um, where I said, I noticed that I wanted to move through the pain and the loss and the grief quickly. But when I have the joyful moments, I want them to last forever. Mm-hmm. And so how can then I hold both equally, or I have the intention of holding both if I want the good to last forever. And then I want the bad to not last long. I'm not saying, oh, you should have your, the bad times last longer. No, I'm just making an observation. And I feel like that's sometimes that's the most that we can do. And that's, that is it. And that's the best thing that we can do is to just have the awareness of your own experience. Exactly. Yeah. I think about it. You touched on something that this particular line, I'm going to read it one more time. When you are sorrowful, look again in your heart and you shall see that in truth, you're weeping for that, which has been your delight. And so I think about that as creating space or, or car- like cr- carving out a vessel for both things to exist. So the sorrow carves out the space for the joy. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it from the perspective, like think back to a time Rosie, I know this is like very recent for you, when you were in the grips of that sorrow, when it had you and you felt nothing else, that was it. It was just the sorrow and you couldn't see anything else, but, and allowing yourself to have the space for that, to, you know, allow yourself to go into that space. And then when you are ready to come out of it, what do you feel like? Do you feel different? Do you feel lighter? Is there, um, a metamorphosis of some sort do you feel like you've been able to let something go or made space for something else yeah oh that's such a great uh such a great question I feel that in my experience the loss that I've experienced throughout my life has been so different just just like the love for all of my pets has been so different and Mm -hmm. even the pets that we've lost each loss has been so different Um, I think that you, you said something very key in that the spaciousness, giving, giving yourself the spaciousness to allow the process to happen. I think for me, when I think about processing emotions or being in an experience, I see it as a moving cycle, like a wave, Mm -hmm. you know, wave they, they have, they go through different tides, right? You, you kind of have these breaks in waves. They're slow at first, and then there's a hurried rush, and then they get bigger mm-hmm. and bigger, and then they go back through this cycle. And so I feel that the best way for me to understand emotions and cycles and 
even phases in life are like the ocean. Mm -hmm. They have a building, they have a climax, and then they have a moving downward, a slowing down, a building of energy. So it's like a building of energy and expression and then a lull. Mm -hmm. And so I felt that in that in that space that you're saying, once I was in the grips of the, there was no way out, you feel totally stuck. You can't see a way out of where you are. You feel like it's never going to end. Once that cycle was complete and having the, the trust really that it will at some point end, Mm -hmm. um, there is a, a flushing feeling of, Mm -hmm clarity Mm -hmm. and just having the lightness of that like you said it's a great expression of that there was a sense of clarity a sense of washing away you know like what is that there's this really beautiful saying um I was emotionally constipated for many years and I read this quote one time that said tearless grief ble- uh, bleeds inward or cries inward. Mm. Um, mm. So yeah. I, you know what I mean? So I, I can't, and I can't remember exactly, sorry, I'm messing it up, but I feel like that's the same idea with emotion and going back to what I, the expression or depression or what you're saying about the joy and the sorrow, it's all essentially the same thing. It really comes down to, being able to express what may seem unexpressible Mm -hmm. and finding that language to, and not even words, maybe it's an experience, maybe it's ecstatic dancing, maybe it's movement, maybe it's running, maybe it's swimming, maybe it's, you know, whatever it may be, there has to be some sort of outlet to feel the washing away of whatever is gripping you. Mm-hmm. you know, and I feel that that yeah. is that place, that cycle, that cycle completes itself. The sort of waves go back into their normal, uh, revolution, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think about it. Like, you know, we bathe ourselves. We, we have a certain level of hygiene from the outside. You know, we cleanse our bodies. We also need to think about emotional hygiene how do we cleanse ourselves from the inside out you just talked about um that very thing and I think it's the ability to let ourselves go through those processes and I love that analogy of the waves and it also makes me think of the moon and the cycles of the moon because it that that affects the cycle of the ocean and the waves and and the process of it and we're coming up on a a new super moon right or a solar eclipse on June 10th, aren't we? Yes, it's the new moon. I believe it's the new moon, if I'm not mistaken, which is tomorrow. Yeah, so that, I mean, in the new moon time is when the when the moon is darkest in the sky. This is a great time to, to look at shadow work. It's a great time to go inward and to, to process those feelings that are under the line of awareness. And 
And so, yeah, I mean, get out your journal or go grab your bestie and have a yes, deep have a conversation, record it like we do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do use it as a topic for your next podcast. Um, yeah. So this is, I, I think this is great. We left people with some great questions. Uh, this is our first introduction to Wisdom Wednesdays. So thank you everybody for listening or for watching this video. And we can't wait to hear what you guys thought. Um, what were your answers to the question? I'd love to see some of you post this on any social that you may have a desire to post on. I say that when I'm like, I'm taking a social media break. Um, <laughs> but yes, we'd love to just hear your thoughts and let us know what you guys are pondering right now. Where are you guys? What kind of support do you guys need? And um, just know that we're here and we're excited to do this for the next couple of months. We'll see how it goes. Tess, is there anything else that you want to share? I'm wondering, are we using the hashtag Wisdom Wednesdays for people yes. that are sharing? Okay, cool. We are. Ooh, I love Use that. the hashtag. hashtag Wisdom Wednesdays. That's my profound last words. Perfect. <laughs> are we using a hashtag? <laughs> oh, this is so social great. media. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast and for being huge supporters of the show we love to do this every week and it really helps when you support us on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts don't forget to subscribe rate and review and you can always email us any questions at info at radically loved.com uh, for more information you can go to the website radically loved.com we love you so much you're radically loved and radically supported well you guys will hear from us this weekend i think some point yes Thank every you. day you'll hear from us every day if you all want. the time <laughs> <laughs> we love you we love you hey everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode i am so excited to continue to do this please share this with your friends email us message us on instagram at rosia costa or on twitter at rosia costa subscribe on itunes write a review we love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.